welcome in to episode 60 of the Building Up Podcast. This is Kevin, and I have the privilege of being your guest host today. Uh, I ask for 10 minutes of your time as we are going to explore this concept of just one more. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes we look at things and we always want just one more. You know, I don't know if you've ever said to yourself, if I could ever make this much money, everything would be okay. All my needs would be met. Um, I would be able to do the things I enjoy. I would be able to have comfort. Uh, and then you start making that amount of money and you realize, well, if I just made a thousand dollars more, if I just made five thousand dollars more, if I just made one more dollar an hour, and it seems to be whenever we get to one of these goals, it's just a little bit more. You know, if I'm trying to lose weight, if I could just get to this, this poundage and then I get to it and I go, well, just one more pound. Oh, well, that's an odd number. If I could just get to an even number, well, just one more pound. And every time we get to that goal, we always want just one more. I mean, our society is built on this concept. Um, not only keeping up with the Joneses, but rubbing it in the Joneses' face. You know, Lay's tells us no one can eat just one. Yeah. For those of you who are familiar with the Veggie Tales, years ago they had a commercial, a commercial, a fake commercial on one of their Christmas episodes. And in the commercial, they say the true meaning of Christmas is Billy has more toys than you. And then the, uh, one of the characters runs to their father and says, Daddy, Daddy, Billy has more toys than me. And the father says, Who's Billy? And the kid says, I don't know, but he's got more toys than me. And that seems to be sometimes the way we live our lives, that we just want more. We just feel like we need more. And every time we get to that more, it's never enough. So how do we address that? And and who really has the right to speak to us about that? Because, you know, sometimes if you're like me, somebody will tell us, you know, you need to be content and you need to be, um, you know, happy with or find joy where God has placed you. And you look at that person and go, well, but you have everything you want. And, and that problem comes from the way we compare to other people. You know, we compare to other people by looking at their Facebook. So we compare the highlights of their lives that are worthy for them to put on Facebook with the everyday of our lives. Or we watch quote reality TV where they film for one or two weeks to get 22 minutes of content. And we compare our real lives to this 22 minutes of hand-picked video. And so who, who do we trust to speak into our lives. Well, I want to talk to you about Paul because Paul has something to say about our contentment and our searching for just one more. So let's talk about Paul for a minute. You know, Paul is the guy who he lived with this moniker to live as Christ and to die as gain. And what do you do with a guy like that? You know, they capture him, they imprison him. They're like, if you don't stop all this Jesus stuff, we're going to kill you. And he's like, great, to die is gain. I get 
to meet my desire and depart and be with Christ, which is a much better thing. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Then we're going to let you live. And he's like, if I am to live in the flesh, then that means fruitful labor for me. I, you know, you're going to throw me in prison. Great. I'm going to preach to the other prisoners about the exceeding wonders of Christ. And so here's this guy who is so focused on Jesus. If he lives, it's great because that means he gets to preach about Jesus. If he dies, it's great because he gets to be with Jesus. And so we ask ourselves, though, I mean, you know, Paul, like, I mean, he was one of the the star apostles and he uh, wrote a majority of the New Testament and he was a Roman citizen. So, I mean, what does he know about my life? And in 2 Corinthians he tells us what his life was like. He says, I had far greater labors and far more imprisonments with countless beatings, often beaten near to death. Five times I received the hand of the Jews, the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from all this, the daily pressure on me of the anxiety for all the churches that I'm responsible for. Who is weak that I am not weak? So if there's a guy who can speak into our lives, who knew what it was like to feel like, you know, you know, it'd probably be nice to walk into a city and not get beaten. Kind of imagine that, you know, he, he you walk into a city and the first thing you do is you look for the jail and you look for the hospital because you're pretty sure one of those two places you're going to be spending the night. And yet Paul has this great uh, attitude that to live as Christ and to die as gain. And, and how do we, how do we do that? How, how do we get to that place? Um, and I think Paul answers that question for us. In Philippians. So if you would turn with me to Philippians 4.13. And this is a Bible verse I'm sure you're, you're familiar with. You've, you've heard, um, that you've seen on coffee cups and posters. And it's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And too often we, we make the mistake. You'll see the picture of the guy climbing a mountain. With the, in bold print, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and we make this into, I'm running for student council president and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've got a football game tonight and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've got a job interview and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we take this verse out of context and we make it into a, well, whatever I want to do, I, I can do. I just got to tell Jesus. I got to just claim that victory in Jesus. And and so let's read this in context. So let's go back a couple of verses. 
Uh, start at verse 10. And Paul says this, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. Um, some, some Bible verses, or some translations say, I know how to live humbly. So I know how to be brought low. I know how to live humbly. I know how to abound. And in every circumstance, whether being brought low or brought high, in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and facing hunger, facing abundance and facing need. And what does he say? What is the secret? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So if I have the trial of needing more, actually needing more, I don't have what I need. I can face that through Christ who strengthens me. But if I have the trial of having plenty, but my flesh wants more. And so I, I stop focusing on Jesus and I focus on things that I, I feel like I don't have or I want. The secret to that too is Jesus. And so whether we are brought low or whether we are lifted up, our focus needs to stay on Jesus. Whether we have need or we have plenty, our focus needs to be on Jesus. We need to do what John 15 tells us to do. We need to abide in Christ. That means Jesus needs to be our one desire. Whether we have little or a lot, we need to know that we have little or a lot because of Jesus. And if we have little, Jesus will meet our needs. If we have a lot, Jesus granted us that. And we need to know and understand why God granted us plenty. You know, to be generous to others, to open our house to uh, foster kids or adoption. You know, there's a reason we've been granted plenty and it's not so that we can want more um so we need to abide in christ we need to be praying we need to be um worshiping we need to be diving into god's word whether we are in need or whether we're in plenty and often when we're in plenty we start to trust in that plenty um and then so we sometimes that interferes with our relationship with jesus and so you know, we, we maybe don't pray as much as we did when we were in need. But since we're now trusting in that plenty, then we start to want to hoard it or get more, to have more security. And so the solution to this, I, I want more, I need more, is abiding in Christ, is knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if, if I'm in need then let me pray to the Lord that my needs are met. If I am in plenty, let me pray to the Lord, what do you want me to do with the plenty you've given me? Because I'm trusting in you, not in my plenty. So let me encourage you guys, as we leave today, to remember that the secret to facing plenty and facing hunger, to facing abundance and facing need, is Christ. And so let me encourage you, get your Bible, get your Bible app. As soon as you finish this episode, read through the first 
five to ten verses of chapter 15, one or two times. Circle words um, that jump out to you. And then I would encourage you to pray through the first five verses of John 15 and ask the Lord to help you and I to abide better in Him. Until the next time, grace and peace. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Agape